Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina and Michelle. And today we have a very special episode. We have our uh, guest with us today, our survivor um, fantasy winner, Peter Bruni, is here. He's also the founder of the reality TV fantasy. He's the one who put it all together. So we're going to ask him some questions here about all that and I personally I know that I'm I'm a fan of the fantasy leagues I I know a lot of us are here so this is exciting for me um but yeah welcome hi yeah thanks for having me uh Michelle and Christina I'm glad that you guys enjoy real tv fantasy and all the fantasy leagues that we have on the site so yeah it's I mean, I think Christina and I have both won different fantasy leagues, and we both always are participating in the challenge ones and survivor ones, big brother. But we kind of participate in all of them, Christina. So it's really cool. So thank you. Oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah, I've I've been in all of the challenge mania ones. Um, I've talked with Paul with him setting up all of those every season, and it's been great. That's okay. So how did you get into um, making the real TV fantasy app? So I don't know exactly when it was, but it was a while back. And me and my friends, we would watch the challenge all the time. And we were thinking, oh, we should do like a, a challenge fantasy because we've seen it before. So I went out and found a site um, that we used. And whenever we were using it, it just wasn't as nice as I would like it. Like teams wouldn't really lock. You would have to like manually lock it for people. Picking teams was kind of funky. Like it didn't really work right. And at that time I was still learning like development and all this different stuff. And I was like, well, this might be a cool little thing that I can take on and maybe expand my knowledge and then create something that's what I would want if I had a real a reality TV um, website. So from there, I built it. And I believe the first show I had on it was Invasion. Wow. Um, wow. And then it's just grown from there. I mean, I've got a long list of stuff that I still want to add, and I'm slowly adding here and there. But yeah, it's been it's been a while. That's because one of my questions for you is was going to be like, what show do you like, do you want to add next? Um, I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I get a lot of people who send me all these different shows. And at this point, like, I feel like, especially whenever like the bachelor survivor, big brother and the challenge, like have all fallen on the like same time for all those seasons. It's just been so much TV that I feel like, I don't know if I can even handle an extra one at this point, but that's why I also built out a way so that people can make their own shows um, and then they can customize them the way they want. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not even sure where it would go next. I've looked at like, I know there's a show called like Tough as Nails on CBS. Yeah. I haven't really watched too much. There's people who have messaged me about RuPaul's Drag Race and I've had quite a few of them that have made their own leagues in that. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. How long does it take you to watch a one hour episode? 
Uh, normally it only takes just an hour. So what I used to do is I used to have a sheet of paper and I would basically kind of memorize what all the scoring things are. And then as they would happen, I would just mark them on the sheet of paper as I was watching. I would have to like rewind and look over some things here and there. But um, since then, I've kind of made something that automates it a little bit easier. So I can basically just go on the site. And when it happens, I can log it straight into the site. And then from there, it's a little bit easier to score. But yeah, I mean, since I've been doing it for so long, and I know most of the scoring fields that I use over all the different shows that I've done. I normally just watch. And while I'm watching, I just log while things are happening live. If I miss something or if I think that somebody swears or somebody says something that I didn't catch who said it, I'll rewind and rewatch. But normally it's just watching it straight through. That's impressive. Yeah. Because some, sometimes I even rewatch stuff just because we're talking about it. I'm like, oh, I, I got to watch this again. So that's impressive. <laughs> Get it all down and do all of that. Wow. That's really I mean, cool. I wouldn't say that I remember exactly everything that goes on in the episodes, <laughs> but uh, I mean, whenever I like even in everyday speak, like if somebody says at the end of the day or 100 percent, like there's things in my brain that go off that they're like, all right, that's a saying that I would count for a show or anything like that. So but of course, I mean, there's also people on the site who especially for the challenge that will tell me if I miss something and if they say, and then they say, Oh, this time and there's whatever I'll go back and I'll rewatch that to make sure that, yeah, that I missed that. But so it's, I'm glad that there's people on the site that are actually paying attention to that too, just in case I miss things. Um, but yeah. And I feel like everything is such a quick turnaround because it's always just like, usually mm -hmm. wet. The next day that I get the alert, I'm like, and I, I, I you know, I'm kind of stupid because I never really thought like there's just like one person doing all this. That's pretty incredible that it's pretty much just you. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, that was also another thing with the site that I originally played with my friends that made me decide that I wanted to build something is they they would take like two, maybe three days. And I'd be like, this is kind of ridiculous. But whenever I was first starting, I definitely was a lot slower with it. I would do um probably two days later or a day later sometimes I would actually do it like right after I watched the show and then I had some people complaining because I actually didn't realize at the time that people on the west coast it airs later for them so I would like log scores and I would get people email and be like you're just spoiled the show for me because it hasn't even aired here yet so I'm like all right <laughs> maybe oh I'll just wait so that I can do it the next day and that'll be good enough you were too, like, you were too good at it. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so what are the, some of the challenges that you have faced then? Is that like one of the biggest challenges that you've run into? Um, I mean, there's a lot of different things. I went through some hosting issues with the place that I hosted with where they were like kind of throttling me, where if I got a lot of people on there, they would take away resources because it was shared with other people hosting. So that kind of messed with the site for a while. And I had to get that all figured out. Um, trying to learn how to build the app was kind of a struggle because 
at that time, I hadn't really worked with apps that much. The job that I was at before I had built one app for them, but I hadn't really mastered it yet, but it was just me learning how to do it. And the first iteration of the app was definitely a little rough, but um, I told myself last year that I was going to rewrite it and kind of make it a little bit smoother. And I did that last year and I'm more happy about it now, but it still needs a lot of work. I I mean, I think that it's just really great that you're able to do all of this. Do you see it expanding in the future? Maybe not necessarily with like different shows, but you've mentioned that you have like a lot of different ideas. How do you see it like growing? Yeah, so I mean, the main thing in this year that I have is I kind of want to get into live scoring where like as the show happens, people can get on a page and then they can see me logging like all of the scores live. Um, the challenge with that is I rarely watch the shows like on time. Most of the time it's like I'm either making dinner or eating or doing something else. And then I watch it later after it's been recorded. So I'm trying to get better at that and better at my time management where I can actually do that live. And then also, have a way for people on like the West coast to where it's like delayed for them. So they don't see all the live scoring until they it airs on their end. Um, also kind of want to go into like sponsored leagues to where people like podcasts like yourself or different people who do podcasts or blogs or anything like that. Like they can basically sponsor a league and then it'll show up like, on the show's page and kind of get promoted and see how many people that they can have join. Um, and from there, I mean, I've got a couple other ideas with different subscriptions and different things that they can do with that, but I haven't really figured out exactly what I want to do yet. Yeah. The live scoring is definitely the top priority right now. Would you charge a fee for people to be able to see that? Um, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> it's kind of like I might do it at first and then so that I can test it with like a limited amount of people and then kind of pull away from that to see how it goes. Um, but yeah. It's a lot of work to like essentially not get paid a lot. Or I mean, I'm sure you have like ads and stuff like that, but I don't know. I mean... I'm not complaining, but, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, for you, I mean, that's a lot of work I and mean, there has to be like, you know, I would want to get paid for it if I were you. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the whole thing that everybody I feel like runs into whenever you start building a site, it's like everybody wants it to be free for everybody so that they enjoy it because people don't want to pay for things, but then you got to weigh how exactly you can basically get income and pay for everything that comes with like the hosting and all this in the app fees and all this different stuff. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a juggle to figure out what, how you can get paid and different things that you can put out that you know that people will actually um, pay you for. Uh, I mean, I know for creating your own custom shows, like you can make bigger ones and people have paid for those. 
Um, people have paid for like their extra custom fields here and there. So, I mean, there are people who do pay for some of the things that are on the site right now, but yeah, it's, it's finding a balance between do but people really want to pay for this or not? It's like your price, your pricing is very inexpensive too. Like the custom scoring fields. I mean, it's like a dollar. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's very, very reasonable as far as it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's really cool. So this is, you said that you've, you've won some, um, some fantasy leagues that you've done with like less people, but this is kind of the first one with, with like 20 plus people that you've won. You had all three of the people in the final. What, what went into creating your team? How do you choose a team? Cause even when you don't win, you do fairly well. So for Survivor, I mean, like for different shows, it's it's different. Like, you know, the challenge, you know, most of the people that are coming on. So you kind of weigh it that way. And honestly, I don't think I do that well at the challenge. I don't there's I'm always like the middle. I feel like I'm not really near the top for Survivor. My strategy is always like normally let people who are older especially like the women that are older, they normally don't make it that far most seasons. And then from there, I kind of just pick like a mixed bag of people who seem like they would be good characters and seem like they would get along with most people. So I made sure to make my team kind of diverse. So I believe I had Owen, Cody, Gabler, Cassidy, Ellie and Noel to start so like every one of them is a little different and you have three men three women and they're all like different personalities um but yeah I mean I kind of got I kind of got lucky that let's see five out of the six of those made the jury and then I swapped out Noel for Carla and then yeah I couldn't believe, like, because I I was following that league, and I'm, like, very close, and I was like, you have so many people left. Like, I was, like, looking, because I was in, like, the top three or four, and I'm like, okay, I'm doing okay, and then I would look and see how many people you had left, and I'm like, okay, I'm done for, because he, he has everyone left. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know that Paul was right behind me, and he, the only difference that he had was Jesse, so basically I went into the finale knowing, like, as long as Jesse doesn't win the whole thing, I think that I'm good. Yeah. That's so fun. Well, congratulations on winning this season of Survivor. Um, I know we talked a little bit about a, an additional prize for you, um, but I have talked to actually Shimbo. Um Paul directed me that way for somebody who might know of some things. And I have a small list of stuff going that I can send over to you of like potential prizes. Um, but like, you know, some of them are like Boston Rob has written a couple books. Um, Jay Starrett, he has a shop. Um, Tyson, he has a shop. So there's just, you know, a few different uh, things that um, you can choose from, but we can, we can talk about that aspect of it later but you do have another prize coming your way okay yeah i mean i after you mentioned that i actually took a look take uh took a look at jay's 
brand and all this different stuff. But yeah, like you were saying, I wasn't sure exactly anybody else was survivor that I've heard of with, um, just stuff that they've done outside the show. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is I started just earlier today, honestly, um, like a document with the different shows of that we've been doing fantasy for. And I'm going to try to, every time I like see somebody, you know, on Instagram or something that's promoting there, I'm going to try to add it to the list so that I have like a better system because I didn't have one prior to today. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll try to definitely, you know, be more air- organized on the prize front for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's just kind of dive right into um, some of the shows we've been watching this week. Um, I think all three of us have been watching this season of The Challenge. So let's go ahead and start there with this last week's episode of The Challenge um Michelle what did you what did you think about this episode um I I liked it until it was about two-thirds in and I couldn't believe it was still going on I don't know why the 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 way it ended with um TJ telling Casey and Fessy and who am I missing Anissa right for yeah, mm-hmm. for a second, I thought that the episode was going to be like an hour because I like, yeah, the elimination was there. I was like, what is going on? But I'm, I'm like, it's over. And then it, the, the that last third of the episode, I just I really lost interest. I have to admit. <laughs> well, okay, so let's kind of take it back a little bit to this daily challenge. They're on the rooftop this week. And they have to basically balance on these balance beams with a partner and walk from one building to another and back, basically. While they're doing, um, when they get to a red circle, they have to spin around like the tango and then um, go back to the other side. They have 10 minutes to complete this and the fastest pair wins the whole thing. So... Almost all of the pairs complete this, but Chauncey isn't, he's not, he doesn't do it. Yeah. And you could tell he was very scared. Like you could, you could just see it. I thought it was interesting too, that um, TJ said that it's the same building that they jumped up off of on a previous challenge. So I thought that was interesting, like little insight as to, you know, they're filming in the same place again. Yeah. I I don't, remember if that was like the first challenge or what but it was when the their partner was just hanging there and I think Chauncey was the person that was just hanging there and Amber had to jump out and catch him but I mean I'm not super afraid of heights but I feel like whenever you go up there at night it's probably feels way different than during the day and that's probably what was freaking him out but the thing that bugged me the most about this challenge was it was a team competition but yet only the fastest pair won it for your team. Like it should have easily been like the average of everybody. Yeah. Especially since somebody just chose not to do it. Why does that not matter? Since when does quitting not matter on the challenge? That's always mattered. Right. 
And do you guys think, I don't know, when I was watching it, I was thinking if it was the average, I think Chauncey may have at least tried to do it, even though he looked petrified, but I think he, he may have at least tried. Yeah. And yeah. No. And I don't even know, like, if possibly the producers or anybody tells you that it's the fastest pair or they switch it or what, like, I don't, you, they could have easily just said oh you go out and do this and then at the end they're like oh yeah it's the fastest pair that wins the whole thing but i don't know that's possible but i think i mean editing could definitely be a thing but i think when he chose not to i think tj said something about like okay and it, but just remember you're not out yet or something like that yeah he said he said that but i feel yeah. like whenever i was watching it it sounded like a recorded dubbed like version of him. him yeah like dubbed over because i don't think it yeah. actually showed him saying <laughs> that i feel like they do a really bad job job at that with this show because i always notice that too it's it's like it sounds like it's better quality like just just make it sound like the exact same as what it would have been when i was out there and then people wouldn't even know yeah they did a lot of it on um challenge usa where they had, they dubbed in like, and just remember the winner of this will be blah, 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 qualified for like, I, every time I'm like, oh, this is taking me out every time. It was so bad. Okay. So I don't know if it really was the same one every single time though, because there was somebody on the official challenge podcast. I can't remember who it is, but I think I maybe even said this at the time, but somebody said that um, he really said that every single challenge. Yeah, maybe he did. I don't know. But it's, some of the times it was dubbed over because it was like always cut away and it was pretty bad. I mean, it, it could have been that he's been saying it every time, but they just didn't like how he said it. And um, then they just re-recorded yeah. it or something. That actually is probably they just took the best one out of every single time that he said it. And that's the one that it was every single time. Yeah. Um. OK, so Casey and Fessy win this daily challenge. And honestly, like, I think that's really impressive for Fessy to win this daily challenge because he is so big and having being able to have like that much balance to have not only complete it, but have the fastest time out of everyone. I think that's really impressive. I would have expected somebody um, like smaller and more agile, like a Jordan or a Horacio to win this challenge. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seemed like Horacio and Nani were did go pretty fast i mean they're both pretty small and it seemed like they were able to move faster but i think fessy's advantage was he got to go first and then figure out exactly how to do it and then he went last so definitely so because the casey fessy um team won the whole thing even though chauncey did not um participate uh, it is Jordan, Horacio, and Devin that are up for elimination. So when they go into interrogation, it's like not very likely that Devin's going to get thrown in. It's like really between Horacio and Jordan. And Tori and Jordan have this like huge fight that I know, Michelle, you said that you loved that part of it, right? When he doubles yeah. out his terrorist comments. Yeah, I I thought it was really like 
I thought Jordan was going to kind of soften up and be like, listen, I called you a terrorist. I didn't mean it. I just didn't like how you're using my emotions. But he like down and was like, no, you're a terrorist of love. You're an emotional. Ter-. He like double, tripled down on it. And I, I, it was, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny too, but I loved your thoughts on it. I thought that was funny. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. It seems like Tori's a swing vote here. So I think it's pretty obvious that even though they're like kind of at odds that she's not going to say Jordan's name. So when um, we get to the elimination, it is uh, they, they have two votes for Jordan four votes for Horacio and one vote for Devin. And so Horacio is sent directly into elimination. Um, by no surprise by me, Devin pulls the safe dagger. Um, every single time that there's like a pull, all I can think about is rivals three and like team princess, like pulling that skull over and over and over again. So, I mean, Devin is just like so lucky when it comes to these, blind draws doesn't surprise me at all that he's the one that's safe yeah I mean I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) he said in the past like for Rivals 3 that he kind of knew what the certain one felt like and I think also on I think it was Dirty 30 when they were pulling double crosses some people knew what the double cross looked like because of I don't know the circle was kind of off or it was bent some certain way so I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to figure out exactly which one um, is the safe dagger based on what they can see before they pull it out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, because um, I, I heard the same thing. I Not uh, more about uh, Dirty 30, that people kind of could tell what it was. So I, I was thinking he might he might have kind of saw something that made him realize that was the one that was safe. So we have Jordan and Horacio in elimination. It's balls in, and it's first to three. And Jordan goes first. And so, I don't know. Okay, so is this, when it says first to three, is this, like, set up for somebody to win? Because if, you know, even if if everybody's making their baskets, like, shouldn't, like, the, the last person also get an attempt to make the third basket if all... You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I thought it was weird. When it was like two to three, I was like, I don't know. I think that they would do that if it got to that point. If if they were making every one. Yeah. And then like once it's three to three, he would say, oh, you have one offense and one defense. And then if somebody wins that one, then they win. And if you tie again, you just go one for one. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I was wondering that because both of these two are so competitive and they do do such a good job. The first, you know, couple baskets each were um, impressive but on both parts. Horacio did such a good job this elimination. And um, so he ends up beating beating Jordan, but it doesn't doesn't really matter because of what uh, they just bring him back like a day later but um I thought it was really cool that after um Horacio won they even like said that you know he's won five eliminations now and he now holds the record for um the most eliminations in a season 
and he's now tied with Casey and Wes as, as a team and Sarah Grayson. And they even like showed the flashback. I thought the flashback was like such a cool thing for them to show since, you know, like those seasons happened a long time ago. So I just thought it was really cool that they really gave him his flowers for, for what he had accomplished there. Yeah, and I love that they showed, like, Sarah because I feel like all of her wins were so emotional because it was like everyone was against her and she was fi- – I just love that they showed that, too. I thought that was really cool. You know what I would love to see is somebody who's not a rookie go have to go into elimination that many times in a season. <laughs> but I don't think that'll ever happen. No, I don't think so. <laughs> But that's super impressive. But yeah, like I said, then TJ shows up at the house, like it seems like within a day right after that happens and tells everybody that they have to pack everything up, suit up and go to the zone. And so um, we find out then that everybody is back with their ride or die partners and Fessy, Anissa and Casey are left without a partner. So then in all dramatic fashion, uh, we see Kenny coming out. And then followed by Jordan and Mariah. Um, Michelle, how excited were you to see Kenny back on the challenge? Oh, I it's I just feel bad for him now. <laughs> I actually saw um he just had a, a baby. Yeah, I saw that too. His wife just had a baby, so congrats to him. Um when he came back out and they and they said like only you know I, I, I was like, Casey does not have a chance. That was my first thought when I saw him. I was like, oh, Casey does not have a chance here. Against Fessy and Jordan? No. No. No, definitely not. But, yeah, no. So, they're basically, they have to do, like, this battle battle. And um, whoever wins this first one is called Don't Let Me Down. There are three ramps. ramps. Each one has, like, a cylinder at the base. They have to um, roll it up the ramp. There's this like line that they have to cross and they have to hold it there for one minute and then the winner gets to stay. And so Fessy and Mariah win this first round pretty easily, it seemed. Um, yeah. Casey and Kenny were really struggling the whole time. Anissa and Jordan were doing okay, but not even close to how good Fessel and Mariah were doing. So they get back in and this kind of like irritated me a little bit because now we're going to have another elimination that's going to be at the start of the next episode and that's all fine and dandy but the problem is is that we just went how many weeks with having okay of course like Nelson and Nurice got eliminated but and now like Casey and or um Casey and um Kenny or um Anissa and Jordan are going to get eliminated um in the next one so we're gonna have two teams that go out of this whole however many weeks it's been yeah so was um kenny the first one individually that got eliminated yeah so that happened on episode 10 so basically episode 10 11 12 13 14 We've only had Nelson and Narice go home. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And I mean, I get like they have, you know, a certain amount of episodes that they're trying to fulfill. But 
I don't know. I mean, I would almost rather a mercenary twist and to bring people in than this, like keeping them around. And now no teams are really getting eliminated. Yeah. I mean, whenever they split it into the two teams, I was like, this is the dumbest twist ever. They've done this with bloodlines and it basically incentivizes people not to win certain challenges because if it's a girl's day and your partner um, is on the other team and she's a girl, like she can, or the guy, let's see, I'm trying to think if it's a girl's day, the guy can like throw it basically so that girls on his team go home instead of like the partner that he's with. And that's exactly what they did on bloodlines. And I feel like that's kind of what they're doing Um, on this season. Of course, they don't say that they are, but I feel like, that's what most people were doing. I think so too, except for like some of like the rookies who weren't really, they, I don't know if they weren't thinking clearly like Chauncey. I, I'm like, why the th- time that Chauncey did so well, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, but I agree. I think it really makes it a little bit anticlimactic. And that's why I probably haven't enjoyed the last several episodes that much. Yeah, because you basically know nobody is going home, like even if they get eliminated. Yeah. So the challenge really starts up again next week, right? Yeah. (laughs) Back to normal so that people actually are going to go home. After like six or seven weeks. That's crazy. That is insane. I think they overestimate how much we like some of these people. I'm I'm fine losing some of these people. You know what I mean? Casey and Kenny, goodbye. <laughs> Jesse and Mariah, goodbye. I really don't care. Um, Jordan and Nisa, okay, maybe I care a little bit more about them. But I, it, it's, none of it was devastating to me it, or would have been devastating to me, you know? Even if they were going to have some type of re- redemption, at least send the two other teams home. Yeah. yeah. Let one team win when they're way back. At, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, it is a lot. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who was your MVP and your LVP of this episode? Uh, my MVP was Horacio because he won that elimination. I mean, he, he now he's won five in one season. I don't know how you can argue with that. Yeah, I think that um, Horacio is a really good answer for, for MVP um, this episode. For me, I just, I kind of, I... That's just such an obvious one. I wanted to go with something different. I gave it to Fessy. Um, he won the daily challenge. I mean, he he was impressive in it. He won it. And then after that, he came back and he won his and Mariah's way back into the house when, you know, he could he could be could have been eliminated. So I gave it to Fessy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like those are really the only two options. Um Everybody else didn't really do too much during the episode, but I mean, I would have to go with Horacio because of how well he's been doing in eliminations. How about your LVP? I gave my LVP this week to um, to Kenny. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, he 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 came back and um, He's going to be the reason that Casey leaves and not that that's like such a terrible thing because she doesn't, we never really see her anyway, but um, yeah, I gave it to Kenny. 
poor Kenny. Um, I don't know. I had a hard time with this because I almost wanted to give it to Tori because she's just annoying me so badly. But I guess in the, at the end of the day, I'm going to give it to Chauncey for uh, quitting, even though it didn't really impact his team. It should. So yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and again, I feel like those are the only two that I would pick. Um, I'm just gonna go with Chauncey just for the fact that he didn't even attempt to try on the the challenge. Kenny, there was kind of no helping him in that elimination. So I don't know if I could give him LVP. He probably tried as hard as he could. I mean, there were like sand all over and they were probably they probably weighed the least and i don't know how much that thing uh weighed to push up the hill but they were basically in a losing battle to start from yeah yeah there was no way that wasn't happening okay so what other shows have have you been watching do you watch any other shows or just the ones that um you do fantasy for um, as for reality TV, yeah, I mean, just really the ones that I do fantasy for, um, the only other, like, I don't really watch too much else. Normally it's just like an extra show here and there. Right now it's, I'm actually catching up on Yellowstone, nice. but yeah, no, no other real reality TV shows. Me and Michelle have been watching, um, the last season or this most recent season of The Circle. So episodes nine through 12 just dropped last Wednesday. And I was actually really disappointed because I thought we were going to get the finale last week, but we didn't, we have to wait. So, um, Oh, I, I, I was like, Oh, it's over. We have to wait a week. Okay. But you know, I, I have to say, I like how Netflix handles the scheduling of the circle where they do four episodes a week because mm -hmm. it, Okay, I have the whole week to watch it. I'm not getting spoiled. The like on like the show, the new the show that everyone's talking about on Peacock, The Traders. They put all ten episodes out at once. I got spoiled like the next day. I'm like, I didn't even have enough hours in my day to watch this. So I do like how Netflix schedules it, and I don't mind that they made us wait for the finale because it gave me a time time to watch the four episodes, and then I'll just watch the finale hopefully right away next week I or this. If they were going to make the just the finale in a separate separate week, it would be like finale and reunion. But I don't think the circle gets a reunion. So well, they, 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 they all end up stage together. You remember that? They, they all end up on stage. Yeah. It's not like it's, it seems like it's right after. It's not really like reunion reunion. Okay, so did you have any like thoughts on these last few episodes? I think that one of the biggest things that happened throughout you know if we're just gonna summarize it is the big drama that happened with with um marvin and raven and tamira and marvin getting eliminated i've seen on social media that she's like been getting like a lot of heat for for eliminating him but like honestly like i don't really have a problem with it he i mean i know that they weren't dating i know that you know he was a single guy and everything but if she's the top influencer and he is, you know, up for elimination, 
we're right before finale. If it was like earlier in the season, maybe it'd be like it'd seem more petty. But we're right before the finale. I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. Did you? I no, I don't have a problem with it. But I do think, unfortunately, she hurt herself, and he would have been uh, high ranking. Like he was still ranking her number one, so she ended up hurting herself. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and then we see the same thing really happen again with Jennifer ranking. Um. Shoot, what's his name? Is his name Sam? Why am I thinking his name? Sam? Tom. 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 Um. Ranking Tom last, and um. But I think that that was a really smart idea because. He, Tom ranked Jennifer first, and since they ranked Tom last, if other people ranked both Tom and Jennifer towards the bottom, which we think that they did, then it makes sense for her to have strategically done that because it probably would have been her. Uh, yeah, and I think that was Brett's big brother gameplay uh, coming into the picture there. Yeah. So I had no, I had no problem with that either. But I do think it, I do think that their like chances of winning now are less now that Tom's not there because they don't have anybody to rank them number one now. Yep, I agree. Yeah, but I think it, they had to do it to save themselves. So I don't, I, I don't. It was kind of a short-sighted move. But it's better to be there. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was um, kind of the big things that happened during the circle. Did Do you remember? Oh. Do, you, do you have any, like, inkling on who's going to win? I have no idea who's going to win. I think it might be Chaz. See, I, I if I had to pick someone, I might say Raven. but Because, like, Chaz has been the front runner the whole time. And I feel like usually with the show, the person who's always the front runner in the end. Never wins. Everyone tries to vote strategically and they get screwed over. So that's why I'm thinking maybe Raven, but I, I really have no idea. Maybe Sam. I have no idea. Oh, I would love it if Sam won. I, I really like her. Me too. I like, I, there's not, I really like everyone, uh, Tamir or whatever I could do without, but I really like almost everyone. Yeah. It's a really strong um, cast as far as like personalities and, and people are concerned. I liked it a lot. Now, you mentioned that you've watched The Traitors. I, start I haven't finished it yet, though. That's really the only other show that I've been watching, too. How far are you? I have... How far are you? Episode six. Okay. So, I've, I've watched one through six, too, and then I started episode seven. So, I know um, who was banished, and then I stopped after that. I was like, okay, I have to go to bed. <laughs> So the cliffhanger I had to get through though. But what did what are you thinking of that show so far? I thought that I think it's really good. I like it. I want some tweaks made for the next season. I feel like there should be some way that people can win immunity and save themselves mm -hmm. from either being banished or murdered, right? Like mm -hmm. it's kind of like you're just I don't know. Like once people set their sights on you, you're kind of just screwed. I don't know. I, I, I want there to be some, some way you can win something to kind of save yourself. Um, 
But other than that, I really, I think it's an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And then I was like talking about the casting of Ari, the previous Bachelor on it. And I was um, talking about how I didn't understand that decision because he was such a boring Bachelor. And then like, as I'm like talking about it out loud, I'm like, um... I was like, the only exciting thing that he did his entire season was after the season was over, he broke up with his winner and ended up with his runner up and they're still together. And then like, I like pause and I'm like, that's like the definition of a traitor. That's why he's on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought did that they explain to us how they picked who the traitors would be. No, like literally what he said was he was going to go around in this in a circle and he just like walked around like multiple times and said that he was going to like tap whoever was the traitors on the back. And that's, yeah. that's all that we were told about how he picked who the traitors were. Okay. I think as far as I know, from what I remember, but yeah, that's a really good, really good show. I'm liking it a lot. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the cast right now and I didn't even realize how many, people from like all these random shows are on it are you familiar with anyone on the cast like i mean obviously probably the survivor people yeah i mean ari um cody from big brother mm-hmm. obviously ryan lochte from all of his stuff from the the olympics stephanie grossa yeah, yeah. from survivor siri um yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that I would recognize on here. I'm really liking Stephanie. I didn't watch any of her seasons of Survivor. I'm kind of new to Survivor. Um, but I'm really liking her a lot. I think she's a great personality. And she kind of reminds me of Michelle Money a little bit. Yeah, but- I mean, I've, I've watched... I don't know how many seasons she was on, but I watched two of them. She was on back-to-back, and she was like like the main personality that was on there like she was kind of the underdog and her her tribe that she was on was just very terrible in her first one and then she was like the only one that overcame it and then they brought her back and then she was like the celebrity one where they would bring back like two old players and then there's some new players and then they get split up on those teams and then I think that she was on like maybe one or two more seasons past that but I haven't watched any of those well if you have peacock you should watch this show because it's really it's it's a good one i'm i'm liking it a lot yeah it's interesting um did either of you watch uh the show snake in the grass it was on like usa i had had survivor people on it it had big brother people on it i've heard of it but i never watched it so one of the episodes they had they had episodes that were like all I I'm cracking my husband up because I keep saying when I'm watching the show, he's like, oh, is that a celebrity? I'm like, no, that's a normie. I don't know. I just I'm just <laughs> like, that's the term I'm using. So there were some episodes that were all like celebrities and then some normies. But on the celebrity episode, one was uh, Rachel Riley from Big Brother, Suri from Survivor, Stephanie from Survivor and Janelle from big brother so i think it must have been the same casting people because three out of the four of those are on traders right 
And Janelle tweeted like, oh, I was supposed to be on. Well, I they called me to be on, but I had a cheer competition for my daughters and I couldn't miss it. So I'm like, I wish Janelle had been on it, too. But it's interesting. I'm like, oh, it's almost the exact same cast as that episode. So it must be the same casting people. Interesting. I know Corey was supposed to be on it, too. Corey Wharton from the challenge. He had tweeted um, that he was set to go until like a couple days before. And I can't remember exactly what he said, but I feel like he made it sound like it was like MTV that was holding him back from going. I think that's what it was from my understanding too, Christina, because there's no MTV people on it. I mean, if you think about it, like some of those challengers would be would be great for this show. And like the premise of like, okay, so basically like the premise is that there is a cast of 20 people. There are 10 celebrities and 10 normies, as you call them. And <laughs> um, and so three of them are deemed traitors. The traitors murder some somebody every single night. Somebody gets eliminated because they're murdered. And then the next day, there's like some type of challenge so that they're like adding money to this prize pot. And then after that, um they get to vote somebody to banish well during these like challenges everybody's watching each other trying to figure out who the traitors are who's trying to sabotage who's trying to mislead people manipulate all that and um so that's and then at the the end um if there's traitors left standing or if there you know are the um faithfuls left standing they will win the money but the goal is to get out the traitors so that um nobody can get killed anymore i guess but yeah so that's the premise of the show that sounds i'm not it's i'm blanking on whatever this game is called but i Um, never played it but i it was like an online game so i was talking about this i went to this like co-workers birthday lunch today and I was talking about this show and um people were saying that it was like the mafia is what they were saying it was like okay that's that's a different one than what I was thinking I I really really wish that I remember what this game was called but it was like the craze a year or so ago like I said I never played it but it's basically somebody was the killer and they would go around and you could like see people running around and you would do certain tasks and then the killer would basically try to find a room with somebody and nobody else that they could see them and then they would kill that person and then instantly after they killed the person um it would like pop up and people would like discuss who they thought the killer was and they would vote out somebody and if they didn't vote out the killer then it would go to the next round and all this stuff until either the killer was left and he killed everybody or they picked who the killer was in one of the rounds. I, ju- I, I know what you're talking about. I just looked it up. Um, among it, among us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, that's it. See, I downloaded that. I tried to play it. I tried to get in on it. And like the first two times I played, I got killed right away. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. And then I, I just got so turned off. I'm like, I, I don't, I'm too old for this shit. Like I had to give up. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, definitely. I feel like it was a lot of younger people that were playing it. And it's probably one of those things where if you didn't learn how to play it at the very beginning and you play with all these people who have been playing like crazy, they probably know how to do all this different stuff and you're yeah. just like behind. 
<laughs> yep, I gave up real quick. <laughs> so there are a couple of things that have happened recently in um, reality TV and pop culture news. And one of those is that former Bachelor Nick Vial got engaged. Um, he got engaged to his uh, girlfriend, Natalie Joy. Um, and they had this like big fancy proposal thing that was super planned out there all their friends and family were there afterwards for this huge party and um yeah congratulations to Nick Vial do you think it's going to last I don't I don't I know who he is because he's like I feel like certain bachelor people move into like popular culture enough that I know who they are and I feel like he has a little bit of a reputation do I think it'll last um I really like them together, but I mean, like, she's 18 years younger than him. How old is she? She's, like, 24, and he's mm -hmm. 42. Oh, okay. So, they they just, like, I don't know, even if they're in the same place of life right now, I just, that's, like, it can work, but that's, like, a really big age gap to work for the rest of your life. Yeah. that's I guess my opinion on on Nick Vial um another big bachelor headline I guess there's been a few of them this week but one of them would be that Natasha Parker is leaving clickbait um she had her last episode last week um she's been the host of one of the official bachelor podcasts for um I think a couple years now so she just said that everything that's been happening in Bachelor Nation, she's seen like a lot of ne negativity um, recently, and she just wants to remove herself from that world for um, a little bit, and she's going to be starting a new podcast. Um, she doesn't even have a name for it yet, so I guess I don't really know if it'll actually happen, but she talked quite a bit about what she wanted it to be about. And she was wanting it to be about, like, manifesting and, like, really what she wants to do is, like, help people who, um, like, she wants to help bridge the gap between um, really successful people and people who are stuck. Because she says that, like, she was stuck at one point in time and she just, like, really wants to help people, like, get out of that rut. So that's, like, kind of what she wants her um, podcast and um, her goals, like, going forward to be, so... That was, I think, kind of cool. I really like Natasha. If she does start a podcast, I'll definitely, definitely be tuning in. I like her a lot. I mean, I can definitely see what she's saying with the Bachelor and Bachelorette fan base being kind of toxic because I'll go on like the Bachelor subreddit every once in a while and just scroll through there. And it's like every post, it's either people who that they love that they're standing about or 70 80 percent of the time it's just people that they hate that they're just posting their instagram posts and just bashing on them constantly that would be such a hard like thing to navigate and live in i don't i don't i mean bachelor nation can be very cruel sometimes oh yeah um another big thing that happened in bachelor nation news is that chris harrison came back um, he has a new podcast. He is called The Most Dramatic Podcast Ever. And he dropped his 
first two episodes last week and um i listened to both of them it was it was an uh interesting listen um he does seem like really like remorseful for for how everything went down he definitely realizes that um the way he spoke like was not okay but um yeah he talks a lot about like a lot of different things he talks about like um people who were by his side people who have since like come back and congratulated him on different things he he brings on Lauren Zima and um kind of interviews her about their time together and how it was for her and she talks about how she had to quit roses and rosé after everything happened and how like she was really mad at him because she wasn't she wasn't ready for it to be over and um how they've like since gone past gotten past everything and he is just like excited to um be hosting this this podcast i think centered around love so i'm not really sure i think the first couple episodes were just like him talking to every you know the public about everything but um it was an interesting listen i i I didn't realize that the ratings and he talks about like the ratings of the bachelor and stuff had gone down like 40% since he stopped hosting that I think that's interesting and, and shows that, you know, like he does have a, a lot of fans and switching up hosts. There's a reason why shows don't, don't do that, you know? So um, yeah, I thought that was, that was really really interesting that he put that out there and also that I think it was the number one podcast on Apple podcast oh wow I the only thing I saw about this in the headlines was that he I guess he said Wells should be the next host or something along those lines okay yep he said that um there were a lot of people that were like after his job and that like wouldn't talk to him basically because they like wanted it and he thought that Nick Vial was one of those people and so then Nick Vial spoke about it on his podcast and he's like I don't know why he's just excluding me every former bachelor wanted his job and like yeah so it was like kind of a thing but yeah he said that he wanted Wells to get the job okay but and but you got lucky and you got your Jesse Palmer Michelle I like I know you do. But I never watched The Bachelor or The Bachelor before. So I have nothing. I don't know. Really, I can't really. I've seen clips of Chris Harrison, obviously, but I never watched like full episodes or anything. So I have nothing to compare it to. Sorry. I just think it's funny. But he also like hosted that surfing show that you like. So that's probably why you like him. Because yeah, other things. Yep. The ultimate surfer. Probably never coming back. It was so low, so low rated. So. Oh, well. Um, There are a couple shows that are coming up soon. We have next week on MTV, or I guess not next week, in a couple weeks on MTV, X on the Beach Couples comes out on February 9th. Um, The tagline for that is, before they say yes, can they get over their ex? So um, hopefully the answer is yes, or they shouldn't be getting married. Yeah. 
Um, I think that's okay. So they don't have any um, people from other reality shows or anything on this season of X on the Beach. They're all they're all normies, and um, I think that's kind of interesting because not that like it needs to be reality stars, but when I think of X on the Beach, I think of like a show that um, people can go into from it you know like it's like another feeder show like the challenge that's what i was that's what i was thinking that's i'm just kind of surprised okay yeah and then the other show that i'm aware of that um is premiering actually just in a couple days on the 18th on wednesday um are you the one global will be premiering on paramount plus i actually did not realize that are you the one was still having seasons uh, this is the first one that they've had in like three years. They haven't had one in a while, but and, and is I'm I'm trying to look at it now. Is this one all new people too? Are you the one? Is always new people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Global. Okay. It so- sounds like like the X on the beach change. They're trying to kind of do like. I don't know, Love Island type thing where they just always bring in new people. But I mean, I guess that's that's good if they're going to use that. Yeah, as a feeder show, just to have a choice of a bunch of different people. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. So those are a couple shows that um, I will be keeping my eye out for in the coming weeks. Um, is there any, you know, like reality TV news that either of you two know about, want to talk about? I know you mentioned earlier Kenny had his baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I couldn't get over, like, I think their kids are 13 months apart. Jeez. I, I mean, I, I, I'm like, are people nuts? Like, <laughs> I'm not there. I had a baby in June. Peter, I'm not there yet to think about another one. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I know. I guess like pop culture wise, Lisa Marie Presley died. And speaking of babies, um, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend welcomed their newest baby on the 13th. So just a few days ago. So. Oh, I was I was happy for them because I know she like they went through a lot. So I was happy for them for that. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's kind of all the the stuff that I guess I know about that's that's been going on. I know that, that um there's been a lot of housewives drama recently. I don't know if you want to get into some of that, Michelle, or not, but I don't really know anything. I just have seen uh I'm trying to think of what so uh Lisa Rinna is not coming back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's kind of trying to frame it that she left. I this is what happens. I don't know. I don't know if it's all reality shows, but the Bravo reality shows, no one ever wants to say they're fired, right? No one ever wants to say they weren't asked back. So they just always kind of say it was like mutual. But that means they didn't ask you back 99% of the time when they say, oh, it was mutual. So Lisa Rinna is not coming back for Beverly Hills. And I think they're kind of in the process of finalizing what the cast is going to be. Cause it sounds like a couple more people could be up on the chopping block. And then the other show uh, I saw was Southern charm kind of finalized who was going to be on the next season. And Catherine 
who has been like almost the star of the show apparently is not coming back or is coming back only as a guest star or very limited role. Um, so those were like two bigger exits. I do notice Bravo, like once someone is on a lot and starts making a lot of money, usually they'll, if it's, if, if they can, they try to like negotiate them down to being a friend of instead of a housewife or whatever. So they don't have to pay them the huge salaries. So I wouldn't be surprised if Lisa Renick comes back in a year or two as a friend or so, something along those lines. So they don't have to pay her the uh, salary. She was supposedly making a million dollars a season. So that'd be nice. Yeah. All right. Well then to wrap it up here, um, is there anything that, is going on in your in your life that you know you kind of kind of had going on this week that you want to talk about um i yesterday i went to a sound bath which was awesome um sound baths are good for like relaxation stress anxiety um it's just like really like rejuvenates your body and um there's like an instructor you know who um just like plays all these different kinds of instruments and and um wow like bowl work they put like bowls on you and making noises with like their hands and like the different um instruments that you know they use it's just it's really cool it was it was a great experience I've done it once before but I was really really excited about that that's that's my highlight of my week any highlights of your week that's awesome would you ever do it again or was it like a one and done experience I would definitely do it again. I actually, she, the instructor lady, she was saying that she, um, she does them once a month. I don't know that I would go once a month, but like maybe like once every other month or something like that. Cause it really did just like stutter me and I was like super relaxed after words and very, um, Zen experience. That's very cool. Yeah. Kind of different, but I don't know. It's good to, to relax and just kind of like decompartmentalize your all your thoughts and everything yeah is that is that kind of like um one of those float places no or is it no it wasn't it's not like one of the float things I know what you're talking about I've never done one of those but um basically like it's like in a yoga studio and you're like on a yoga mat and um you they give you like eye masks so that you're um just like completely dark you know and you just like listen to these different um there's like a seashell like wind chime thing and there is um different kinds of like drums and gongs and um just um you know how like the bowls make make music yeah Mm-hmm. Well, she'll she'll like do that while the bowl is on you and it's supposed to like recenter your like energy and yeah it's it's really cool that's cool. awesome that's cool. really cool I didn't have, I didn't really I'm trying to think of what I really did that was if that interesting or different not really anything um my brother came to visit us and stay with us um He's from Connecticut. He lives in Connecticut. So he came to New Jersey. Um, he stayed overnight, uh, Sunday night. 
Um, but we just were very, we just hung out. And I, for some reason, we had like a Nicolas Cage marathon um, because he recommended the new movie that he was in from this past, from 2022. Um, it's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, where Nicolas Cage uh, basically plays like a fictionalized version of himself. It was really funny. It was good. Um, and then we watched Gone in 60 Seconds, which I always love that movie. So that's what we had fun doing that. Nice. Nice little um, holiday weekend. You didn't work today, right? Well, I don't understand. My company did not give us the day off today. It's Martin Luther King Day. Like, I don't know. I work for a Korean company, so sometimes the holidays are not exactly the same as the American holiday schedule. So I'm guessing that's what this was. But I took a vacation day today because I just, I was like, I'm, I'm not working today. <laughs> well, good for you. I'm glad that you were yeah. able to spend time with your family and stuff. Yeah. How about you, Peter? Is there anything exciting that happened to you this week? Any highlights of your week? Um, well, I mean, obviously being on this podcast is one of them. But other than that, um, no, I mean, I haven't been doing too much other than work and working on Real TV Fantasy. And then, unfortunately, uh, my wife and I's microwave has went out this past week so it's just been shopping for a new microwave and maybe some other appliances that are probably going to go out soon because i'm assuming most of these were bought at about the same time but yeah not not too much going on well thank you so much for coming on our podcast it was really great to have you thank you for doing everything that you do with the fantasy leagues and it's just it's it was really great to have you on and talk about everything. Yeah, thank you for Matt, for having me and for playing games on Real TV Fantasy and letting everybody know. So a week from a week from today starts the Bachelor League. The Bachelor yep. starts a week um, next week. So if you haven't signed up for our Bachelor League, make sure that you do it. Um, there are actually only a couple people who have signed up so far. So. I need to sign up. I didn't sign up yet. Sorry. I'm going to sign up. I, I, get over, I get overwhelmed and then I talk myself out of doing it because I'm like, I don't know. I, I got to look into all these people, I, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign up. Well, I think The Bachelor actually did a ridiculous like TikTok that went terribly about like introducing everybody from what I've heard. Like it was like glitched out, cut out. If you like did it live or something. I don't know. But yeah, check out The Bachelor's TikTok because I think that they might have some videos up. I'm not really sure, though. But okay, I'll check it out. Oh, and I, I forgot to mention there is a new um, league type that's out there. It's just a public league right now that's a weekly budget league. And I don't know if any of you are familiar with, like, daily fantasy for fantasy football or anything like that. But basically, people get rated um, a dollar amount based on how well that they have done. So as the episodes go on, their price fluctuates. If you if they score more fantasy points, they cost more. Um, if they score less, they cost less. And you have like a budget of $100 to fill out your team every single week. And your budget only allows you to get like one maybe two good people and then you have to fill the rest of them out with like lesser players interesting oh that's really cool yeah that'll i'll look into that for sure that sounds fun 
Okay, well, is there anything else that either of you two want to add before we wrap things up here? No, I just want to say thank, thanks, Peter. I think it's so cool you do this. And then you said you also work a full-time job. That's pretty incredible. That's like two, two full-time jobs. So props to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's Like I said, it, it was a hobby and it helped me basically gain knowledge on stuff that I'm already doing for work. And that's exactly what it's doing right now. I'm just learning as I build stuff. So well, that's awesome. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in and we will see you soon.